Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, ADSE. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. So as our prophet is coming to speak to us, I need your faith to be to the roof. I need you to stand to your feet. And with Jesus' joy, help me to welcome Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I want you to bow down your head. Hold on. I want you to thank God for something good that's happened in your life. Thank Him for a blessing. Thank Him for saving you. There's so much to thank Him for. You have testimonies you don't even respect as testimonies. Hey, but thank Him for a few minutes. Thank Him. Outside, thank the Lord that even though the church is not big, you have a chair to sit on outside. Wow. Oh, thank him. We believe in the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. As you are thanking him, you are defeating something the devil had planned against you. Just thank the Lord this morning. Recognize his hand in your life and his goodness. Thank him. Thank him. Maybe you can't say your CWA increased by seven. Maybe it's even decreased by seven. But thank him that you are still here. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for another week. Thank you for all that has, we have been through in this week. And you have brought us back to this place. We are grateful. Thank you for every testimony that you have given to us. And thank you that the enemy will not triumph over us. Not today, not tomorrow, not the day after. We are grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let the church say what? Amen. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Well, I've missed seeing you during this week and I'm happy to be with you. Amen. Now, some of you texted me and you said that your CWA was not so good. And I started answering. I have not finished. So know that I'll be back on course today. Is that okay? I'm back in town, so I'll be back on course. Is that all right? Hey, are you there? Tell your neighbor, in this church, we pass exams. Uh-huh. Mm. Some of you, the way you are saying it, your eyes cry are shifting. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Prophesy to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, exams are coming. This time, you'll be going up. You're going up. All right. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And I need you to understand that God cares about everything concerning you. Is that okay? Your health, your what? Your issues, your problems, your... What again? The relationship that you should not be in, that you are in. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are a number of pastors in the house. And sometimes you're there and a pastor you don't know calls you. Respond, okay? Hey, are you there? Respond. Before you get to the place where something small has become a crisis. Is that okay? Yesterday I got a very critical call. Around what time was it last night? Maybe about 8 p.m. And I knew that this thing would not have been so if the person had responded. Is that okay? Hey, you are very quiet. Because some of you, when we call you, the way you answer is not good. Meanwhile, there are situations and there are things there. Push your neighbor and say, don't be too proud to answer your phone. Yeah. And don't be too proud to, uh, to admit that there is an issue or you have a problem. Amen. Wow. The Bible says that there is nothing new under heaven. Yeah. There's nothing new. Is that okay? There's nothing new. There's no problem you will bring that it has not happened before. Well, I mean, why? Who are you? You brought a special problem that never came. Yeah. Sometimes it's the counsel you'll get that will help you. Are you seeing it? 
And even when the problem cannot be fully solved for you, sometimes just because you know that somebody cares, somebody is listening. Are you okay? You're able to get up and move on. So let us see something changing. Wow. Like, eh, where have we started from this Sunday? Hey, it's a good preaching, I tell you. Ask your neighbor, what bomb are you sitting on? Yeah. Because some of you, you are sitting on bombs, but you don't know that it's a bomb. It's about to scatter you. <laughs> it's about to scatter you, finish you, spread you everywhere. But if you had answered that call, somebody have said, Charlie, the thing is a bomb. Move this way. Move this way. Allow it to diffuse. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're at the end of the month, and today we're going to be, we're, we've been talking about the anointing, isn't it? Last week, I shared with you about Jezebel. Mm. That person out there who is ready to finish you, or to delete you, or to be an obstruction to your service of God. Don't allow it. Doesn't matter whether it is your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your wife, your husband, or even your own self. That's what the scripture says. So. Yeah. There's a point that we should just realize that what God says, what, what, I should just do it. I can't come to church because, because of what? Hey, do you know how people are striving to serve God? There are churches in China, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Every Islamic country that says that we are 100%, there are Christians there. They should be the people saying what you are saying. Meanwhile, they are there. Seven, please ask your neighbor which gun was pointed at your head this morning before you came. Or should I say it in Nigerian English? Which gun? You came here. What gun was pointed at your head? But even in situations like that, people are serving God. My mind is turned to one of my favorite stories about the time when in Russia you couldn't serve God openly. You couldn't be a Christian openly. In fact, they are quickly they are returning to that now. Yeah, the door is closing slowly. But one day, these two guys were walking on the road, going to a meeting of Christians. When they were met by some of these, their secret service FBI people, and they asked them, where are you going? If they told them where they were going, they knew that the entire church there would be in trouble. They are Christians too, so they didn't want to tell lies. Ask your neighbor, have you been telling lies? Some of you, you tell lies. Yay! Even without thinking about it. But these guys also didn't want to tell lies about where they were going. So one of them said a very quick prayer. Holy Spirit, help us. Give us something to say. Then he got something and he said to the KGB man asking him, he said, our elder brother died and we are going to the reading of the will. Elder brother is Jesus Christ. The will is the Bible. Hey! What would you have said? Would you even have been going at all? So tell your neighbor, your faith, it has not yet brought you to that point. It hasn't really cost you that much. Small work that is costing you, small learning hours, small sleeping hours that is costing you when you are trying to make it a sermon. Tell your neighbor, stop it. We are serving God. Hallelujah. So last week, we dealt with how as somebody who is looking for the anointing of God and I pray that you are looking for it how you can be hindered by others uh-huh. you need to see it well don't go back home and say hey they say we should fight you be careful be careful there's something called wisdom that's why you should buy books there's a book called wise as a serpent uh-huh. what's it mean wise as a serpent and some of you you need the wisdom of a serpent to live in a place are you there yeah wise as a serpent because Jesus told us to be wise as serpents. And we don't like snakes. Oh, you like snakes? But you can learn a lot of lessons. Learn from the snake. How can you be staying here in IUDRC with people all over the place, but you are thriving and delivering babies. And your family is going on and we don't even know that you are there. Because if we know you are there, we will chase you and finish you, but we don't even know that you are there. How possible? How can you also be a Christian? in the middle of a place where nobody wants Christians, nobody likes Christians, but you are there and you are thriving and you are flourishing in Christianity. How is it possible? Hey! Push your neighbor and say, how is it possible? Hallelujah. But it's possible. 
And that's why you should get that book and you should sit down and you should meditate, meditate on it because the wisdoms are a lot. Snakes are masters of maneuvers. To maneuver right now. They are going somewhere, they meet a stone, they'll maneuver. Going somewhere, they need what, what they meet water, they'll maneuver. If you're a medical student, you don't maneuver, you are a dead cat. <laughs> true or not true? Maneuvers. Yeah. Akito students, you maneuver. Hey. Either you die, your Christianity dies, or your Akito doesn't work. <laughs> maneuvers. <laughs> Hallelujah. So get the book and see it. But today, I want to talk about, we're still on the anointing, it's the end of the month, and I want to just end on something. I want to talk to you about a characteristic that you yourself need to have, without which you will not receive the anointing. And honestly, if you are a Christian and you are not anointed, you are about to struggle. Yeah, you are about to struggle a lot. Have you not noticed the day that you say that, oh, today, dear, I won't do any wrong? Is that not your worst day? Why have people stopped passing New Year resolutions? Because every New Year they wake up, look, as for this year, oh, I will, I will exercise, I will do what again. I'll pray every day. I'll do what again. I'll learn the scripture every day. I'll have my quiet time every day. I would you write your list from here to where? First of January. By fourth January. <laughs> it's already finished. So if you are a Christian, because because the Holy Spirit is the anointing. Are you there? Give us Acts chapter ten and verse thirty eight. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said he anointed him with what? With the Holy Ghost. So tell your neighbor that is the Holy Ghost that is an, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he comes upon us for us to accomplish that which has been set out before us. So when you don't have, some of you who are struggling to come to church, it's anointing you don't have. Yeah. It's anointing you don't have. Ask your neighbor, are you anointing free? Yeah. Then when you see somebody coming to church regularly, doing their best regularly, then you see somebody working in church. That one too is another anointing. To be able to not just be a church member, but to be even working in the church is also an anointing. So if you are a chorister and every day they are chasing you, why are you late? Where are you? Why have you not come? Why don't you come? It's probably an anointing that is not there. Hey, allow me to take my time. Now the church is becoming quiet. Are you here or you have traveled? How to be a Christian student in the year 2018 and actually be a Christian student? Proper Christian, proper student. How to be? If Holy Ghost does not help you. When you open your phone, pornographic sites, they pop up on their own. Tell me I'm lying. You see, when we come to church, because we have worn our best dress, we look like we are innocent. But push your neighbor and say, please, oh, please. Please. <laughs> hey! How to be a Christian student when as you enter your lecture theater, the girl who is sitting in front of you, everybody's clothing crample or her lack of clothing cries. Oh, but it's true. The week, the week that the young lady passed away, somebody went and found a video and posted it on Facebook to say that they are working. And there was this young lady walking through the streets of the U.S. totally naked, naked, just yeah. She was wearing some shoes with the laces up to there and some jewelry. I said, "Stackers, it's like you think this one is wild. Here is also." And some of you, you have people in your class. Meanwhile, you say that you want to be a Christian. Are you in the house? Some of you, you don't even know that you need the Holy Spirit to help you to learn. You don't even know. That's why you are there trying to read the whole of your syllabus. I pray for you. Hey! I pray for you. When we went to church, they said that we shouldn't read it. Don't quote me. Don't misquote me. But let me ask you a question. 
The questions come in your midterms. Does the Holy Ghost know or he doesn't know? He knows, eh? Wait. Pastor Sean, please come. JD, come. Who wants to be Holy Spirit? <laughs> okay. He says he's Holy Spirit for now. This one is our examiner. Are you there? No, he's not an examiner. You are, you are, you are a, a first love uh, student. Now, here is Holy Spirit. Are you there? This student has exams to write. When they were going to write the exams, he was there. Oh, he's not there. He's there. So if I were you, and I was an anointed student, if I'm anointed, it means that there's some closeness and some relationship here. It already exists. So please, now we have exam to do. Would you rather, please, your exam textbooks about how high if you pile them, it will be like where? Is here enough? I should go up. I'm keeping. This is enough. So your textbooks, if you put them on the floor, it reaches here. Would you rather sit down now and start reading cover to cover? You said what? Let's be serious. Cover to cover. Or would you ask this guy? Who knows? Eh, please, you are the examiner. They say you are the examiner. <laughs> That's the examiner. So even before the examiner has decided what question to ask, this Holy Ghost has even guided. So if you are a student, before you open that pile, what should you do? What will you do? Ah. I'll ask. I want page numbers, paragraph. Some, some detail will really help. Some detail will help. I want to know where exactly. Yeah. I would ask. But if you are a student and you have decided, I don't know no Holy Ghost. I don't know him. I don't like him. I have nothing. You are now coming. Exam time to come and ask him questions. Does he have to answer you? Oh, you are very quiet. <laughs> I know no Holy Ghost. Yo. You are very quiet. You see, allow me to take my time, okay? Let me explain something to you. Many of you are members of the church. You are in the church. But if when I call you, you don't respond... Or when I send you a text, you give me a rude answer. When you are now in need and you ask me a question, should I answer? Hey, the church has become quiet. You know, sometimes I'm then I get a request. Hey, mommy, I hear that you pray for people. Send me. A... Why should I send you a prayer? I mean, are we walking around just distributing prayers? The prayers are for my children. I don't know you. When I call you, don't answer. Why should he now answer? Because he doesn't know you. But if you are an anointed student, the relationship already exists. It's already there. So in every facet of your life, whether it is your present life, whether it's your life to come, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit is there and you can relate to him on every single area of your life. Thank you. You can take your seat. Amen. Are you with me today? Because I am taking my time on this because I keep meeting people who think that, oh, we only need to relate to the Holy Spirit if we are preachers. I mean, let's be serious. How many of us here are going to preach? Ever. We only need the Holy Spirit if we are going to be missionaries somewhere. You know, for all our fathers preaching, for all his raising of missionaries, I doubt he has raised 2,000 missionaries up to now. Meanwhile, this is somebody dedicated. When you talk about missions, you wonder, you now, you want to go some. But the reality, actual, actual number, is not many. So if it was only the missionaries, then it would be an essential commodity for a few. 
Now the Bible says, and we read it in Luke chapter 11 last week, we read that he said, if you being evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit? That's the anointing. To those who ask him. Ask your neighbor, are you anointed or not? Hmm. powerful. Wow. Are you in church? Are you understanding now why you must desire the anointing? That's all he requires of you. You cannot manipulate for it. You cannot invent it. You cannot pay for it. Hmm. Wow. Today we are looking at the anointing. Desiring the anointing. And I want us to look at a particular example because you can be there. You don't desire. You will be here. You are calling Jesus. But one drop, one anointing you don't have. Ask your neighbor, are you anointed? Because some of you, as I look at your life, I can only pray. Hey! As soon as word of God is being preached, you are sleeping. It's a sign. It's a sign. Are you here? So today, I, want, I need us to look at the anointing. Some things about the anointing. First thing I need you to understand is that much as the anointing is so essential, much as the Holy Ghost is so essential, it's not easy to be anointed. It's not easy. It's not easy to be anointed. Wow. The truth of the matter is that anything that is very good, you will discover that it's not easy to have it. The professions in this world that will always give you a job, it's not easy to enter them. It's not easy. Are you here? Why are there very few lawyers? Because the thing is hard. I don't want to ask how many art students were aiming for law. But you see. <laughs> Amen. How many doctors are there? Not many. Oh, I was also a science student. I also used to think that, Charlie, medical school, if I get, I will go. Then I had to redo my physics exam. And when I redid my physics exam, my colleagues went into the medical school before me. And for the first time in my life, I saw the life of a medical student. Even before my results told me that I cannot make it, I realized that this life they live, I can't. Hey! What? What kind of life is this? Pressure that no no. Eh, eh, ah! It has no boundaries. Every day you are learning, every day you are reading, every day. I looked at the thing. I told my father, I said, that, oh, I will go mad. It cannot work. Even before my results excluded me. Me, nah, I excluded myself. Hey! These, my colleagues, we all wrote our A-levels together. You used to have life in you. Now you are reading medicine and you have become... Hey! Every day you see them, their eyes are red. Hey! They They don't sleep. Are you there? When I finally went on to campus, I remember that in the afternoons, I used to cross a certain path in the evening from lectures. There were these medical students who come from Kolebu, who were basket students, basketball students. The way they would beat the ball. No? I said, these people, it's a lecture they are beating. No? <laughs> kai, kai, kai. The whole how many minutes of basketball, you just hear that. Kai, kai. Tension. I know. Why? Because the thing is hard. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. But if you take certain subjects, we are a lot. We are a lot. I don't want to mention names. We are a lot. Why? (laughs) So anything that you see and the people are few, it's a sign that it takes something to get it. And the truth of the matter is that many Christians are not anointed. It is the truth. You can even be working for the Lord and you are not anointed. Because it's difficult to get an anointing. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Just shows us that it's difficult. 2 Kings 2, 9 and 10. Wow. Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit, that's the anointing, your spirit, be upon me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Why is it hard? One of the reasons why it is hard is because you must have a desire. 
for the anointing. Amen. All of, you see, if I ask right now, how many of us have a desire? All of us will say we have a desire. After all, who does not want a helper who will help you in exams? Who does not want a helper who will help you in your life ahead or the way that you have to go? Who? All of us, if we get, we like. Push your neighbor and say, don't you need a helper? Another meaning of the word that has been translated Holy Spirit is teacher. Don't you need a teacher? Don't you need a counselor? So we all need, oh, we want. But to maintain that desire is another issue altogether. So you really have to desire it. Wow. Have you not seen that even medical students, some desire, some don't. Lawyers, some desire, some don't. Some would say that I'm doing it for my father. They always struggle more than the others. <laughs> hey! Amen. So Elijah, Elijah told Elijah that the thing is not easy to get. You see, some time before, a certain guy, tell anybody, a certain guy, he was walking with the man of God. He was walking with Elijah. But as he walked, they had just gone and had a great victory. Then Elijah told him, wait here. And the man said, yeah, the way I'm tired, I gotta wait here. That waiting deleted it. We never met Gehazi again. Is it Gehazi? What's the name of the guy? He doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. Gehazi was another guy. But he was deleted. Why was he deleted? You can easily say, oh, but should he not have slept? Should he not have rested? There's a time to rest though. There's also another time when you postpone this resting. And he should have postponed it. When the man of God said rest, he should have said, oh, if you are not resting, I'm also not resting. Some of you, the reason why you are not anointed is because you've given nothing for the anointing. You have followed only your body. I want to rest. I want to eat. I want to sleep. I want, I want, I want money. Those of you chasing money, I can tell you straight away that anointing. The scripture says, it's not a curse. The scripture says you cannot serve God and mammon. So when you are chasing money, you are serving money. Straight away, you have deleted yourself. Are you saying that I have to be poor? Do I look like I'm poor to you? No, but he gives you a provision. He says, seek me first and all else will be added. So he gives you a a provision how to take care of yourself. But you have written your own gospel. I'm going to chase money. You will join the millions of money chasers and discover at the end of your life that you are just one more rat in the rat race. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? So to get that anointing it's not easy because God wants to be sure that you really desire you really desire the anointing. Are you in the house? He needs to be sure because to God the Holy Spirit is very very precious. The Holy Spirit, the anointing is very very precious. Push your neighbor and ask your neighbor hey, do you desire the Holy Ghost? And that desire we see it in so many different ways. Yeah so many different ways. One of the ways that we see it is how excited you are about the things of God. What it means to you. Hey. Please ask your neighbor, did you come here or did they drag you? Did you come yourself or they dragged you here? <laughs> it's time to change. Oh, tell your neighbor, it's time to change. If you were dragged here, you are welcome. And we shall continue dragging you. But for as long as we are dragging you, it's a sign that there's no desire. That's all I'm trying to say. May God grant us grace to keep dragging you and keep calling you and to keep on tolerating your misbehaviors. We will keep on. We have not planned to retire. But I'm just saying to you that it shows your desire. There are some of you, you don't live far. When the service starts, you can hear what's going on. And you say, oh, prayer has ended. <laughs> That's worship. Worship has ended. <laughs> That's praises. Praises too has ended. Then you hear the, the music, the dancing stars. You say, dancing stars too has ended. Then you hear some piece. You know, I'm sure the film stars are doing something. And then you hear, you hear the choir. And then ask the choir, hey, Charlie, I've got to get there. It's a sign. You have no desire. You sat there and listened to everything. Meanwhile, the people who are watching football. Hey. The people who are watching football. 
Let me ask you a question. Those who want to watch a live match, do they wait for 3.30? Sometimes by 10 a.m. The stadium is full and they will sit in the sun until 3 p.m. when the match begins. It's a sign of their desire to watch that match. But you, child of God, you are sitting in your room until somebody calls you and you are timing the thing. Oh, it is worship. Oh, it is. Oh, it's that. So that I will now finally stroll in. You ain't got no desire. If you have no desire, no desire, no anointing, I can just tell you that. Let's go back. Hey! Amen, hey! I want us to quickly look at somebody who desired the anointing. You may not approve of his methods, but God had no problem with him. Genesis chapter 25. It shows you how God respects somebody who respects certain things. Hmm. I'm reading from verse 27. Genesis 25, 27. The boys grew. Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man. That means an ordinary man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his meat, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Jacob made pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was fainting. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray you, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Tell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. Of what profit is this birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore to him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage, that soup, a thick soup of lentils, and he ate and drank, rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Are you there? In those days, to be the firstborn, you had a certain anointing of the firstborn. You were the one who was going to inherit, and you were the one who was going to stand in a certain place as a firstborn. Then, this man who was firstborn, he came, he said he was feeling hungry. And his brother, you see, as they were there, Jacob, he had been desiring this firstborn since before they were born. It's true. When they were being born, cried. Verse 26, 25. The first one came out. All over like a hairy garment, they called his name Esau. And after that, his brother came out. And his hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name was Jacob. You see, this boy right from the womb. On Yankobedi firstborn. <laughs> so he was trying. You see, in the, even in the womb, he was struggling. He wanted to be firstborn. The Bible says when the first one came out, I don't know how many of you have had twins before, but I've never heard of a twin coming out holding the foot of the other one. It's like, as you're coming, Charlie, you just came out by chance. I was coming before you. So this guy, it seems as though right from the womb, he was already desiring that Charlie, I will carry the anointing of the firstborn. But the one who had the anointing, he didn't mind. He felt that it's not anything. And so for a pot of soup and a piece of bread, he gave it away. And he even had, you see, I, am, I don't know why I feel that it's his statement that would have annoyed God when he said, I am at the point of death. What benefit or what profit is my being a firstborn? Are you in the house? Yeah. So you see, even though we don't, you may think his method is some way, isn't it? As you are coming and, you know, cheating. But the guy, he really desired the anointing. People desire it. People desire it. Sometimes men ask, why is the woman preaching? I don't know. I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it. But maybe because you, the man, you didn't desire it enough. Yeah. And nowadays, it's moving to children. Yeah. Several anointed children are coming up. And it's because God is looking for an adult. And the adult is busy chasing money. And so, Charlie, he will use what he has. Sometimes when you listen to the airwaves and Kumasi, you cannot believe what you are hearing. But you see, those guys desired. Uh-huh. You, you were educated. You didn't want to work for him. So God just accepted it like that. That's why you shouldn't criticize things when you hear it. If you criticize, you may find yourself in trouble. You didn't desire. You didn't go. So God just used who he had. <laughs> hey. Are you in the church? 
Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Desire. What do you desire? Do you even think about God at all? Do you even think about the Holy Ghost at all? Or you are only thinking about, even God, can you think about him in terms of what he can give to you? Give, give me, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> hey! Are you in the house? Yeah. But God wants us to desire. Desire spiritual things. First Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14.1 He says that follow after charity. That is love. Follow it but desire spiritual gifts. Desire things that have to do with the anointing. Desire spiritual things. What do you desire? Hmm. Wow, it's a question. It's a question. Yeah. You would have thought that you cannot desire another man's anointing, but you can. Yeah, you can. The thing that you desire. That's why Elisha could tell Elijah, what you have, I want double. I want double. Are you in the house? Yeah. Meanwhile, he had other people who walked around with him. They didn't desire anything and nothing came to them. Nothing came to them. But you must desire the Holy Spirit. And so you see that Jacob, by desiring, becomes another person. Then they grow up years later. You need to read the story of Jacob. It covers chapters in the Bible. Years later, you see that a certain anointing comes upon him. Because he respected it. And now Esau was crying. I'm the firstborn. Will you not proclaim a blessing? But when the thing was there, you, 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 you chose other things. You chose to eat. Yeah. You see, at the end of the day, it is God with whom we have to do. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's God with whom we have to do. And human beings, many times, our minds are turned to other things. We want to see people who look a certain way, who sound a certain way. But God is looking at the heart. Yeah. He's looking at the heart. What do you desire? What do you desire? Hey. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you prayed? Do you, pray, do you pray on your own at all? It's a sign of your desire. Ask your neighbor, when last did you open your Bible on your own? To read it for yourself. Hey, the church has become quiet. Oh. And you know, let some things be a sign to you. Don't tell lies to yourself. The only phone you have is, the only Bible you have is on your phone. Let's be serious. <laughs> hey, the church is quiet again. Oh, oh mommy, you know, my phone goes, every- listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. Who reads their Bible on their phone for a number of hours? I mean, please, just be straight. Come on, be straight. Don't lie to yourself. Maybe lie to others, but don't lie to yourself. It's a sign of a desire you don't have. When you finally have the thing, how often do you open it? You don't know which book follows which book. If I ask you right now, open Habakkuk, you say Habakkuk who? Is it even the Bible? But today I want to say to you that I want you to pray and I want you to say that Lord, I don't desire. Please give me a desire. Because if you ask for a desire, he will give it to you. And it's by the desire that you have an anointing. It's the desire that will make you do certain things. The reason why some of you don't come to the prayer meeting is a lack of a desire. You can be giving me 52 reasons why. I have a lecture, I have a this, I have a that. I beg of you, please, don't stop. 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 What we want to do, we do. When we don't want to do something, we find an excuse. Just write it down and know that it's true. I'm ending. A friend of mine is, uh, he used to be, in fact he is, He's a surgeon. And his life, it doesn't make sense to me anyway. But that's his life. Charlie, on call. 24-7. I remember one day we were going for a meeting. Because he's a pastor. We are going for a meeting. It was a Sunday. And I could see his car ahead of mine. And when we got to the church where we were having the meeting, as I was driving in, he had done a U-turn. And he said, Charlie, mommy, they are calling yeah, because of where he works. So he went. This is Sunday, like 4 p.m. 
The next time I heard from him, it was Tuesday, 8 a.m. I'm now going home. Yeah. When he arrived at the hospital, he arrived there to meet human bodies. Some alive, some whatever, whatever. It had taken them from Sunday afternoon to Tuesday morning to sort out the living from the dead, those who can be helped, everybody. Yeah. He was now going. So to me, this is my friend. He touches my heart because I see him striving. So it means he has not seen his children. His wife has not seen them from Sunday to Tuesday morning. When he arrives home Tuesday morning, do you think he's in the mood for to chat? What do you think he wants to do? So I asked him that, hey, so are you, do you have off? He laughed. He said, what off? He said, today is my whatever, whatever duty. I'm going home to have a shower and I'll be back. So I'm showing you how he doesn't have time. Are you there? His people in his church, they know that this man, when he's on call, they know that if I don't appear by such and such a time, take over and preach. Under these circumstances, I don't expect him to have any more children. But we were there one day. He said, hey, we are expecting our child number. So, so. I, said, I almost asked him that, in this your life, in this, does this life sound like the life of a man who can even desire to sleep with his wife? And this life. How come his wife was pregnant? Desire. Desire. That's all I'm trying to say. Desire. Because I have to tell you that when I heard that, uh, tell him for me that I said I was shocked when I heard that his wife was expecting. That was some time ago. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. The life that he's living, to me, you can only sleep, eat, and do operations. I work. And the work is not simple. One day he demonstrated for me when an accident victim comes and they have to put their bones together. He took a video from the theater. I couldn't believe it. They actually pull low. It's human force. Now, am I telling the truth or am I lying? Human force. Strength. Because you are trying to pull the bone to lie. I thought that they have some machine or... I said, hey. So when... Tired. Then when they finish, they'll be standing six hours of standing. Yeah. I told you the man went back to the thing. Sunday afternoon. What do you think he was doing? Sitting down. He has been awake from Sunday through the night. Monday, all day, all night, Tuesday. He's now closed. Where did he have time? <laughs> he must what? He must know, know nothing. Yo. But in the middle of knowing, know nothing. Desire. He knew his wife. The thing that you plan to do, you will do all the thing you plan to do. Aye. If only you have a desire, you do it. My prayer for you. You know, one of my prayers, oh my, Lord, may I never stop desiring you. May I never stop desiring to draw closer. May I never stop desiring more. And more. I want more of you. Many times when they say, pray, you are praying for this. I have only one prayer. Yeah. That's why one of my favorite songs it talks about I have fixed my eyes on you. Yeah. I've laid my burdens down. Yeah. Uh, are you people called? <laughs> yeah. We are closing. I fix my eyes on you. You're the author of my faith. What's your eyes fixed on? Casting aside every sin and every weight. You want to stand to your feet this afternoon. I fix my eyes on you. I lay my burdens down. Lay my burdens down. Letting the cares of this world now fade away. But this is the part of the song that I like, and it says, One thing I ask, this one thing I seek, that I may dwell in your house, oh Lord, my King. 
the days of my life. I want to gaze upon your beauty and take you in this holy place. One thing, one thing I ask, this one thing I seek, that I may dwell in your house, oh Lord, my King. of my life I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this once your eye fix fixed on because this song is saying that after all that you have done on earth and all that is said and done it doesn't matter where you have passed through what you have done where you are going but at the end of it all hey at the end of it all Please, why have you removed the song? At the end of it all. What will happen at the end of your life? You want to sing it as a prayer this afternoon? You want to say, Lord, one thing I ask, one thing I ask, this one thing I seek, that I may dwell in your house, oh Lord, my King. All the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty. And seek you in this holy place. You want to bow down your head tonight, this afternoon. If after everything is done, when you leave this earth, where are you going? What have you fixed your eyes on? If it is money, you will leave it behind. The Bible says that when we were born, we came with nothing. And it is very certain that we will take nothing back with us. Timothy chapter 6. We will go with nothing. So if all your eyes are fixed on the earthly things, then you have lost already. Because how you came with nothing, that's also how you go with nothing. If you go to the mortuary now, it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Size doesn't matter. Wealth doesn't matter which tribe you came from. It doesn't matter what you have or you don't have. It doesn't matter whether you have a degree or you don't have a degree. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. At that point, everybody is there together naked like a banana. It is certain that we'll take nothing out. But what will matter is whether you have given your life to Jesus Christ or not. You believe in God. James chapter 2 verse 19 says that you have done well. But the devil believes him also and trembles. If you believe in him, your belief is shown by your receiving him. The scripture says it. Romans 10, 9 and 10. What you have believed in your heart, you better open your mouth and say it. Confess it. And that's how you'll be saved. It's not by your good works. How much good work can you do? And for how long? No matter how good we are, the Bible says our goodness is like filthy rags before him. We cannot be good, good enough. But I thank him that he's not using my goodness to measure me. He's using whether I accepted the sacrifice or I didn't accept. Do I accept it that Jesus Christ has given his life for me? then I should just confess it and that's all. As you are standing with every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here this afternoon. And you cannot say for sure 
Maybe you have been in church all your life, born in the church, everything in the church. But you can't say for sure that I have opened my mouth and I have confessed Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. This afternoon, don't leave here before you, you confess him. You are here, you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. We'll confess him together. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. God bless you for your hands. You are here, you are saying, if I die today, I don't know where I'll be going. Please, don't leave here like that. All you need to do is just a prayer away. You can pray, a devil cannot pray. That's the only difference. As your hand is lifted, please come. Please step out of where you are. I see your hand at the back. Just come quickly. Just come. Step out of where you are and come to me. Please, go. somebody help him. Please come. Please come. Somebody go to the back. Help them to come. Just come. Find the nearest alley by you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Outside, you are part of the service. Do not leave this place today without receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. A free gift, but an important gift. Step out of where you are and come. I'm waiting for you a few more minutes. Just come. Who is your eye fixed on? Who is your eye fixed on? You have been in church all your life. You are even working in church, but you've not given your life to Jesus. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. If you are standing in front here, I want to pray with you. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Today, I fix my eyes on you. I ask that my name will be written in your book. That at the end of my life, I will, on earth, I will come to live with you in glory. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this afternoon. I pray, O oh God, that we will meet at your feet in heaven because we have received you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church Ehidiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.